The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves, or they were pushed out by outside forces, like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Rolling. What's up, Hambo? Uh, yeah, well, like like you're saying, nothing. Nothing's up. No, nothing's up, dude. It's it's hard. Like, I know my, my mom loves to talk on the phone and has a, a mm-hmm. truly a, a skill to be able oh, yeah? to just talk about nothing forever. And not, I don't mean that in an yeah. insulting way, but somebody who could just, mm-hmm. is just enjoys the concept of communication regardless of subject mm-hmm. matter for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, some folks are like that. I did I didn't realize your mom had the gift of gab that way. Oh. I'm Dave, if you're bored, we'll get old Deb Deb on the phone. Call it <laughs> call it a Deb web when you get caught. When you get caught, <laughs> get up, caught in the Deb yeah, web. Yeah, you get caught in a Deb web. If you get caught and she's just talking and you don't you can't get there you it's like trying to jump into double dutch trying to get a word in edgewise and she just off and runs. Oh dude. But uh but she'll talk and I'm like, yeah, I just I feel bad. Like there's no news. Like we do these family mm-hmm. zooms on Monday, and after a while, everybody's like, "Yeah, not we didn't do anything. It's just there's nothing going on," <laughs> which is good if you it's, have to if do like nothing George, bad. So you have to do like George Costanza, start bringing notes to the conversation. A couple of you were right abouts. A couple of you never never guess who I saw. I I have gotten to that point of where I'm like, I'm gonna remember. I, I for this for this I last night I got because I was just uh, me and Lil D we were crushing beers I was crushing beers she was just on the couch a little D <laughs> yeah, yeah little, little dirty little dirty <laughs> <laughs> you know H dog I think H dog calling a cat dog is funny what's up dog I think that's fun yeah yeah that's yeah, easy it's easy but again we're all bored you got to do what you can but mm-hmm. and then I went to bed I got stoned on top of being drunk. <laughs> But I've thought, like, I'm like, this go. is a great question for Dave. This okay. is what I thought. Uh-huh. And it was just about food prep. Because the Reddit is now, there, there's no there's no semblance of anything that's not food. The Reddit is just a food. Really? It's, it's I great. Get, you in can there. get on it's there, man. People are, people are really honoring your recipes. Oh, man, that's great. Somebody made your biscuits with, like, a, cho- <clears throat> a chocolate sauce. Oh, no, that's awesome. Yeah, wow. people are getting. I mean, chocolate it, biscuit. It's really just a tribute to to your culinary prowess, Dave. Okay. So, oh, boy, I feel honored. Yeah. Oh no, people are except people are whipping up your recipes. Are coming in with their own. I got. I might not even be. I I, I don't even have to be on the show anymore. <laughs> just food chat with Dave. But I, but I, so I, I was laying in bed stone. I'm like, this would be a question for Dave. What's more important in the kitchen? Is it ingredients? Or is it know-how? Like, if you could pick one, mm. which now, keep in mind, I like. I was about a sixer and some whiskeys into it, and I, I ripped a few. Uh-huh. I ripped a few hits <laughs> off the vape pen, and I don't know why I thought this was going to be um, a fascinating subject to explore. No, that's a good question. Uh, that's a good question. Like, say you say, okay, 
What, like, I guess, who would you rather have making your food? Like somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, but a kitchen full of great ingredients? Or somebody who knows what they're doing, but does not have really anything to work with? Man, my instinct is, as much as I pride myself in my culinary skills, my instinct is to say the, uh, the idiot with the good ingredients. Because, I mean, doesn't matter how many chops you got, doesn't matter how much skill you got in the kitchen. If you don't have decent ingredients, what are you going to do? Yeah. You got put- And with the right ingredients, and if they have access to recipes and have a little bit of common sense and figure out how to follow a recipe, I think a complete moron could make something great if they have the right recipe and the right ingredients. But if you're... If you're standing there with no ingredients, it doesn't matter how good good a cook you are. See, me me being in the category of a kitchen full of ingredients with no wherewithal, I think it's you, there's more of an opportunity. I just I um well, this is no secret that I'm a bad cook, but then I just start thinking like spices. Like I just I always think of like the Swedish chef making stuff and how he's always just kind of shaking things into a pot. And I'm like, well, that's that's cooking. <laughs> That's me. That's how I cook. Yeah. Let's put some of that in there. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's funny. I made the observation the other day to Katie about, uh, I love, it doesn't happen all the time, but if you're watching a, a TV show or a movie, uh, oftentimes if there's someone, let's say there's a rom-com and, and they're, they're, they're talking and they're in the kitchen while, while <clears throat> somebody's making dinner, mm-hmm. a lot of times like they'll, they'll compl- the actors will completely not focus at all on trying to pretend like they're cooking. They'll just, they're, they're making a salad. They'll just cut a tomato in half, toss it in the salad, <laughs> you know, cut an onion in half. Hey, look, I'm making a salad. It's like, yeah, no one's going to eat that shit. This is, this is what takes you out of uh, films. <laughs> yeah, I was watching details, uh, Fast and Furious 6 the other day, and I, they really <laughs> lost me when this guy's trying to make a case of day, He doesn't even eat up the tortilla. Dude, I invested hours upon hours into House of Cards, and whatever season, whatever episode, uh, they showed Kevin Spacey playing catch, throwing a baseball with someone. I it was so bad that I just I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> like he threw a baseball like uh, an alien from a different planet. Like, like a, I understand like if a you're sexual not, if you're not athletic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I understand if you're not athletic, but like. You're an actor, like kind. If you're if you're if your role, if your character is supposed to have a scene where he's playing catch with someone, kind of familiarize yourself on the basic fundamentals of how to throw a baseball. And it was so bad that I was like, "Fuck this! I'm never." I just stopped watching it. That that's what ruined House of Cards. For, I get because yeah. we watch The Bachelor, and whenever they have a sit down date, nobody ever eats, and that's what gets me mad. Oh yeah, they always have. Yeah. I'm always I'm watching with Rachel. I'm like, eat your food. Look how good the food looks. <laughs> eat the food. <laughs> so mad. Uh, we're uh, rewatching Sopranos yet again. <laughs> it's oh, a, once it's a year, we, I'll it's, rewatch Sopranos. She watches it with you, or we meaning? Oh you yeah, and she, the animals. <laughs> <laughs> no, she watches it with me. But um, I've heard, uh, I, I've seen a bunch of like behind the scenes, you know, little video clips and stuff about that show. And apparently. Uh, James Gandolfini never had that problem with eating uh, during a scene. Like, he would eat everything, like, no matter how many takes. Yeah. He would just keep shoveling in the rigatoni. You got a continuity partly issue. Partly because he was a, yeah, partly because he's a, he's a good actor, partly because uh, he had a healthy appetite. But I appreciate that. I did. 
I got yeah, I got because sometimes people just keep forking around with it, you know, like just eat it. I got sick doing that too. Well, you can't because it's also like they're gonna do another take, and so the food has to yeah. look the same. Can't have like a little bit, then a lot, and a lot. But I kept. I did this mm-hmm. thing with this bacon in the scene. I kept eating this bacon, but it was like old bacon. Like they just made it's a prop. It's prop bacon. I mean, it was real, but it was ah. just old. I was like, yeah, but it's bacon. I just kept eating old bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I, I was I, I was a real good I was real good at acting like I didn't feel like I was gonna throw up for the rest of the day. That was I might not have yeah. done well in my role, but I definitely pretended to not feel like an asshole because I poisoned myself with old bacon. Man, when I shot that documentary years ago that never saw the light of day about me losing weight, mm-hmm. the whole first act was them fattening me up like from the starting point and like seriously like the first first three weeks of filming oh yeah and it like it it was so bad that i had to have like a like a spit bucket like because they want to do take after take of me like cramming a hot dog in my mouth and after about two or three takes it's like i can't eat i can't eat this hot dog you know again so uh literally they'd have like a slop bucket that i'd i'd take a bite they'd get the shot then i'd spit it out there's my, there's nothing more wasteful. I I do even being part of show business. I still when mm-hmm. people are like I don't want actors telling me I'm like you're right because it's such a wasteful thing for you know for every for everybody to drive their Tesla around. Look at how many like plastic water bottles with three sips taken out just get put down and forgotten on a on a TV or yeah. movie set. It's just oh, yeah. cases and cases of just half-sipped water bottles that people don't keep track of, and then everybody drives their Prius home. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, oh, but hypocrisy in show business. I never heard of it. <laughs> uh, so nothing, oh, boy. nothing happened what? this week, huh? Not really. Nothing too exciting. I got into a small altercation at Ralph's, but uh Okay, not too all right. Exciting. We're going gonna, we're gonna, to un- unpack that, or... Just gonna I mean, it was just, uh, I guess I was partly in the wrong. I don't know. I mean, you know how now, I don't know if you go to grocery stores anymore, if you guys get all your stuff delivered, but like even at the checkout, like when you're at the checkout, there's the social distancing little, sure. uh, you know, stand here, stand there. Yeah. So uh, now, so like I'm second in line, but what that means is due to social distancing, I'm like, I'm not in the little yeah, yeah, cubby yeah. or near the conveyor belt. So I'm I'm way back at the end of an actual aisle or the beginning, however you want to look at yeah. it. But, uh, so there's that whole walkway in between. So I'm standing there. I'm second line. I got my thing. And I'm not exaggerating. I lit, I, I, wanted, I was cooking some uh, marinara that night. So I needed, I forgot to get a bottle of wine. I was going to get, I was use red wine. Sopranos. And I was literally. Sopranos themed dinner. <laughs> exactly. Right, okay. Exactly. And I was literally two aisles over from. Uh, an end cap full of cheap wine. And so literally five seconds. I'm not exact. Like literally like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. I got the wine, four Mississippi. I'm walking back. Five Mississippi. I'm back in line. And a dude had cut in front of me. Mm-hmm. So he's he's unloading his stuff. And this guy, he's about 50 and uh, just looked like a normal little yuppie. He's wearing some stupid sweater. And uh, you fuck these guys with their sweaters. And I, uh, I, I was polite. I just said, I said, sweaters, excuse man. me, sir. <laughs> I said, excuse me, sir. Uh, not real aggressive, just, uh, you know, loud enough to get his attention. Said, excuse me, sir. And he looked. I go, there's a line here. 
And he goes, all I saw was an unmarked, unmanned cart. And I said, well, you didn't see it for too long because I was literally gone for five seconds. And he goes, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do when I see an, uh, he kept saying unmanned cart. Like, like, <laughs> like we're in fucking, like it's a NASCAR race or something. There's an unmanned vehicle in the road. Get it out of here. Um, and he goes, so how am I supposed to know? It's like, well, I'm telling you now that I was literally five seconds and, uh, he goes, well, I'll use that for future. He said something like, what am I supposed to do? I was like, well, I'm telling you now. And he goes, well, I'll use that next time. But right now I'm going to go ahead and put my stuff and go because I can't wait for you. Blah, blah, blah. And I go, it's just called common courtesy, sir. And uh, he just he was like real litigious. Like he reminded me of like someone was like a lawyer. Like yeah. he just <clears throat> does this for a living. And I was like, that's fine, sir. It's just called common courtesy. And uh, then I called him a fucking putz. <laughs> that's my new my new insult putz is such a good one putz, uh, but he was just yeah. such a smarmy little bastard that's like all right i said i forgot what i said i said have fun with that attitude you fucking putz and uh never never even looked back at me but it's like jeez well yeah i i don't know man i think uh so it was so your cart was there yeah my car and my thing is too is the lady, the the person, the the person who was truly in front of me was still doing her thing, was still checking out. So, like, if anything, he should have got behind. I get it if he's behind me or so. He he rolls up, he sees a cart there. Okay, this guy's in line. He he files in behind me, and then if he waits thirty seconds or whatever, and then and then the original customer leaves and whoever's yeah. next pulls up, and I'm not there, then sure, go ahead. But, like, my point is, like, dude, I could have parked my fucking cart right there, you know, but I was given that initial customer social distance. And, and again, no hype. Literally gone for five seconds. And uh, it just, I don't know why that they, rubbed me the wrong yeah, way. I think this could have been <clears throat> handled better on all ends, I think, probably. <laughs> but, yeah, he would, it was like, uh, I don't know, he just had he had an answer for everything. Like, he, he just felt like a lawyer or something funny. Right. At the um, end. Almost like a guy who gets in this situation frequently. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like yeah. the, uh, you know, if uh, say that say there's a comedian that uh, is always posting videos of owning a heckler. Let's just say, let's try, oh, yeah. let's fictionally say uh-huh. that that happens. Uh-huh. Why are you always being heckled? Exactly. Well, why? Yeah. Why are you always in this situation? Is the question? Yeah. Uh, begs the question. <laughs> why? Why? Why are you constantly being heckled? Is it that? You just have a bad audience or play bad clubs or are you instigating exactly. these scenarios and therefore you have a reaction ready to go? Yeah. And he's such a uh, irrelevant uh, <laughs> comedic force that the, the, uh, the videos never got his name on it because no one gives a fuck what you're doing. It's always comedian owns heckler, not well, people, Charlie people, Fluffinutter, people whatever his like, name is. People like those. They love... Seeing the justice. They like the justice, Dave. Yeah. Street justice, you know. Yeah. You're saying you don't think you have nicknames. Street justice, Dave. What more of a nickname do you need? <laughs> That's true. That's not me. even a shorter What'd version. What'd you That's call me early on? Like, I called you Chopper when What'd we you... got on the horn. Chopper. Yeah, Chopper's a good nickname. I'm saying I was the Chopper, the Australian fellow named Chopper. Look it up. Um, but in uh, other non-related... Well, first off, I want to I wanna throw a plug out to... a. Uh, my buddy Winslow Dumain, who's a very. You ever work with Winslow in the Midwest anywhere, Dave? 
I don't think so, but that is a wonderful name. Yeah, Winslow Dumain backs it up too, man. I met him when I first did a show in Omaha 11 years ago, and he was too young to get into the bar. I think I managed to sneak him into the show. And then it wound up, he started doing comedy. Then he opened for me a couple shows when I was in Chicago doing my big Thanksgiving show. Crushed it. Nice to see somebody come along and just, dude gets it. And uh, he also, Uh but he also makes, I think he's calculations on Instagram. I want to make sure because otherwise the plug is worthless. But he uh, is a really great artist and made a tarot deck of like all these hand-drawn tarot cards. He'd given me one previously and they're like if you got somebody that's into like witchy spooky type stuff great gift uh-huh. this is what he does for a living he's an excellent artist and fun comedian and he's got a new one of these decks coming out <laughs> let's see what he's yeah third edition of a tarot card deck he's got a kickstarter and uh, uh I'll, I'll, I'll find out but he's i'm pretty sure he's calculations on instagram but it's a good gift and i want to plug it because he's a Good dude making art, and that's, I think we should uh, calculate, he's calculations on Instagram, so you can see the... That's awesome. Yeah, go check it out. He's a really great artist, and it's a good, especially if, like, you got, you know, everybody's half a witch nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's a good gift. So he said that was coming out, so I want to plug that. Right, right on, man. For my buddy Winslow. Have you ever... uh Anyone ever read? I don't know what the terminology is. Read your tarot cards? Yeah, Rachel was. Rachel was getting into you. it. Mm-hmm. I, it's not my thing, but mm-hmm. as we sit here on a podcast where we try to believe <laughs> in Bigfoot, I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to knock. Yeah. Uh, that the, you know, interpreting these things. So let it rip. That's what I say to it. Let it rip. Right on. Makes you feel better than you do it. Makes you feel better, doesn't yeah. hurt people, then you do it. <clears throat> mm. Agreed. What you been up to this week, bud? Nah, I just been. What about I, I don't I don't know. Like we're saying, I don't nothing to even make a memory of. It's been rainy, so I've mm-hmm. I haven't been getting rad. Mm-hmm. Didn't Rachel wanted to make a lasagna one night, so she she did that. She just be like, "I'm gonna make lasagna." Did it? Had lasagna. It was good. <laughs> when it, what? She make a veggie <clears throat> lasagna. For yeah, you? she made a veggie lasagna. What? I, I, nothing. I got no news, man. Oh yeah, I got, I got free guitars. That was pretty awesome. You got free guitars. Yeah, man. Schechter Guitars. This dude reached out to me. I, I'm not gonna lie. All right, if I could be completely honest. Some pretty cool perks that come along Hell yeah. with being a, a, a personality, I guess. And this guy mm-hmm. from Schechter was like, hey, man, I'm a fan. And like, this is the thing. I'm a bad guitar player, as evidenced by <laughs> the stuff on Instagram where I half-ass played songs. But <clears throat> I think you've gotten better, though. I think you've improved since the last time I saw you. Not free guitar improved, though. Not endorse a guitar (laughs) good. I'll endorse a hot sauce. You can trust me on that. Uh This is a good hot sauce. That's a believable statement out of Kyle Kinane's mouth. (laughs) But boy, this guitar is easy to shred on. You don't want that. That's not... I always likened myself... You ever see that movie The Cooler with William H. Macy? 
Oh yeah, I like that one. About if people don't know if like you're, if there's gambling, like he worked in a casino. If somebody was like doing had good luck, he would show he would show up and he would like ruin people's good luck. Yeah, just a professional loser. Yeah, professional. I was I I was liking myself to that. Like if I show up at your party, <laughs> like that's what. It, or it's like I'm like the FBI, but of ruining parties. Like if I'm there, <laughs> something went wrong. So these guitars that he yeah, you guys sent me two. Dude, sent me two guitars. They're they're totally sweet. I put them on Instagram, but that was a real awesome thing, man. So he he makes the guitars? No, no, no. It's a major company. Oh, Oh, Schechter Guitars. Yeah, he's just the artist rep. But uh, that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah, man. So that was a real cool thing. And so, well, in that vein, I've got a couple of thank yous. To uh, shout out real quick, speaking of perks, uh, big shout out to Boogie Monster listener Jeremy Cabana. Uh, he, I can't, I can't remember if it was he or his father-in-law, they run a, uh, one of them or both of them, they run a um, uh, fishing boat up in Alaska, <clears throat> and dude sent me some fresh caught wild Alaskan salmon and some smoked salmon. Uh, so I got fresh salmon and smoked salmon. I saw that. That looked nice. Uh, just because. And and Jeremy wanted to make sure that I got some of that smoked salmon to you. Um, so, yeah, that's probably not going to happen, Jeremy. Because, you know, I mean, I can, if you really want it, I'll mail it to you. But, you know, uh, you know, since we don't live in the same city. Love anymore, the idea of you gonna... mailing food away from yourself. <clears throat> I want <laughs> to see you. I want to it's like, yeah, it's like somebody putting their child on a train to escape. <laughs> escape invasion or something <laughs> and you at the post office crying into an envelope of smoked salmon <laughs> just, just better oh this way God. just don't ask any questions oh, you love something let it go <laughs> um also big shout out and thank you to john and jenna grant uh they own linward woodworks and you can follow them on instagram uh linward uh, L L Y N, just one N. L Y N W A R D. Not N word woodworks. That's good. Yeah, not it. <laughs> oh my God, that's a whole other account. Uh, Lynn Ward Woodworks, uh, dude. They sent me. Uh, they make, as you might be able to uh, deduce from the name of their business, uh, they do woodworking, and. Uh, Dude, they made me, uh, I don't know what you call it, an enclosure, a box, whatever, but it basically a turntable box um, that sits around, or actually my turntable sits into, just just makes the turntable a little more uh, presentable rather than just whatever, you yeah. know, metal and plastic. Uh, so now there's this, he made it out of walnut wood and epoxy, and uh, dude, so rad. And they threw in a fucking um, uh, servant tray, like a cool... Uh, Cutting board with handles, basically. And, uh, yeah, That's really awesome, nice man. stuff. So I, I, I told them they'd give them a shout-out. So follow them at, uh, on Instagram at Lynn Ward Woodworks. L-Y-N-W-A-R-D Woodworks. Lynn Ward Woodworks. And this is not a solicitation for gifts. It is, it is nice and it's appreciated, <laughs> but please don't think you got to do any of that. We got a, we no. got a Patreon that we, we do that. Yeah. We got, you get the extra episode for four bucks. That's all. That's all you mm-hmm. got to do. Four bucks. Yeah. Four bucks. But yeah, always, uh, yeah, not uh, not required, but always appreciated whenever you get the, you know, throughout the years. Geez, I can't even count how much stuff we've gotten from listeners. So uh, wow. very much appreciated. So. 
Well, Dave, we do give them this quality programming where we talk about you watching The Sopranos for the ninth time. (laughs) (laughs) What do you get? What like? And I'm not saying this in a critical way because I'm like, okay, Uh I've rewatched stuff Mm -hmm. out of just comfort. I watched the movie Rad. That is a bad movie, but it is about bikes, so (laughs) I'm obligated to enjoy that part of it. I want to talk about this movie I watched last night. I watched The Little Things. What's that? Which I I thought it was going to Okay, you got uh, you got your Denzel Washington. Oh, you got yes. Ram, Rami, Rami Malik, if I'm saying that right. The yeah, dude who played Freddie Mercury. It. I like seeing him show uh-huh. up. I think he's a good actor. You got Jared Leto being Jared Leto. <clears throat> and it just turned uh-huh. into like... I, I'm like, oh man, what a great cast and... You know, Rachel's doing work, so I'm like, all right, me and me and little D are just going to kick it on the couch, and I'm going to watch a, a movie that's like a murder mystery type thriller, I guess you call mm-hmm. it, because Rachel's not into those. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to judge movies. Yeah, like, you ever feel weird, like you're watching something, and you don't know if it's good or not? Like, even... Oh, all the like time. Like, when you know that... Just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's not good, or, or the opposite, just because you like it doesn't mean it's of quality. Correct. Yeah. And I'm watching, I'm like, all right, these are all, like, top performers. But I thought that movie, I I thought it sucked. Really? I thought it was the most typical old cop and new cop. Mm-hmm. And then the Jared Leto serial killer who's tormenting the cops. And Jared Leto, just be handsome. Like, everything he does mm-hmm. is like, I'm ugly. No, you're not, dude. Just... Be a yeah. good-looking dude. Stop <laughs> trying to ug it up for the likes. Yeah, embrace it. It's always like a greasy pot belly dude. He's like, no, nah, man, you're a skinny rocker with beautiful mm-hmm. skin. Lean into it, man. He played uh, Mark David Chapman in some piece of crap movie. He got gout. He got gout. For, I read that he got gout fattening up for that. Really? Hey, hey that's if, if that's all it took in Hollywood to get a starring role, I was there <laughs> years ago. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. I I like movies, and uh, you know, I, I watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of TV shows, but I'm I I don't have any like I, I get I get intimidated like when I read reviews and stuff, and on a movie I've seen, and I'm like, wow, how did I miss yeah. all those metaphors <laughs> and shit? Like, what the fuck did I see? You see the I way the color changes from warm <laughs> to cold to indicate the yeah. emotions of the individual. I'm like, oh, I thought my TV was fucked up. but yeah so i don't i don't and you know i never took any film classes or you know i know you said rachel went to film school Mm -hmm. so people like that who have you know at the very least a basic knowledge of what they're looking for in certain types of art but i'm just it's either i liked it or i didn't and most of the time i couldn't tell you why or why not well, I mean, that's like, I'm, I'm, I'm to make a comparison, it's probably like how you would go to a barbecue place and be like, oh, what kind of wood are you using for the smoker? And other people are just like, I'm going to have a cheeseburger. You know, like they, yeah, you would know the difference yeah. and why it would affect the food. And that's, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to, you know, act like, oh, look at all these hoity toys. It's like, no, the knowledge of a subject makes you appreciate it in a different way. So true, you know, it's like music, like, oh, the way they recorded this through an old 
an old microphone or whatever, however, like this vintage amp to get this sound. Like, you know that. Now you listen to it in a different, listen to that song in a different way. I understand that with film, but I feel the same way. You read a review and you're like, oh, I just, I liked it when the Am stuff, just dumb? Miss stuff blew up and then there was boobs. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that's. Oh my God. But I just, I thought this movie was just, I think the little I could look it up. I think it was maybe a book, like a thriller that was. Let's see, mm-hmm. little things. Um, no, it was just no. It was not based off a book. Huh? Uh, yeah, man. I just thought it was a turd. Reception. Yeah. Let's see. Critical response. Five point six out of ten over on the Rotten Tomatoes. Deep. I still don't understand how Rotten Tomatoes works with the two different critic score and the the audience score, whatever. Okay, I'm not average reviews. Okay, I'm not. uh, I'm not that that uh, far off in my feeling that it just felt like kind of what you expected. But it was, you know, ser- we, serial killer thriller type of thing. Are we all so starved for new entertainment now since the last year? Like, I, I wonder, I'm sure there's a stat of that, but I wonder the percentage of of decline in the uh, production out of Hollywood in 2020. Like, I wonder how many projects they put out oh, last year as opposed along. to their average. They're chugging along. I'm, I'm not seeing a ton of new stuff, though. Like... I, I do like talk about last week when we watched uh, Katie and I watched Promising a Woman and and had to pay twenty that, bucks yeah. for it. Worth it? Worth twenty bucks? I d- yeah, I I thought that. And again, keep in mind, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I thought that movie was excellent. Um, but it seems like there's not as many. It seems like there's not as many at home new release rentals as there normally is in in the theaters. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think it's also because the advertising for a movie to come out in the theaters was bigger and we're not out Mm -hmm. seeing billboards for new movies. Whereas like that was especially Mm -hmm. living in L.A., you're just bombarded with uh, posters and billboards. This is to move away from this. This is what happened in the last week. The game stock game stop stock. Oh, right. And I don't understand any of that, but it sounds interesting. It's yeah. Duh, that was the story. And it's great. Uh-huh. You know what it is? It's great because billionaires lost their asses gambling because regular folk gambled, came to the same table and gambled the same way uh-huh. and won. And it's uh-huh. glorious. So yeah. can you explain it to me? How did billionaires lose money? <clears throat> okay. This is, and uh, anybody in the, in the, in the Reddit or wants to, Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, you know, crash course this myself last week when it was going on because I, I fuck around on Reddit and was like looking at, I saw it being mentioned for a couple weeks leading up to this. Didn't, didn't buy into it, uh, but just saw GameStop being mentioned a bunch and wasn't really sure what was happening. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so these hedge funds, they can, um, they can short a stock. Now what that is, is these hedge funds, which are just, that's all the billionaires and, People with a lot of money gambling on the stock market. And 
to so I, hedge fund itself is what is that hedge fund are using that like I think it's just it's a it's a it, riskier way of playing the stock market like I have okay there's safe ways to do it like I have money in the S&P 500 which is the top 500 companies on the stock exchange and it's always going to go up a very tiny amount okay but that's like put money in it and then you don't touch it for 25 years. It's a retirement account because and as it was, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Are you, when you say you have money in that, are you investing into specific companies or just no, no, no here? Like, isn't that what a mutual fund is? A mutual fund is like chopped mm-hmm. up amongst a bunch of different stocks or something. It's like different, like a group of stocks in one. And the S and P is like a mutual okay. fund, but it's the top 500 on the stock exchange. Okay. And that's my account. And he's like, this is the safest way to invest in the stock market as a retirement. Like, put it in there, and it's not your money anymore. Forget about touching it. Just know uh-huh. that this will slowly grow over time. If you have money that you don't need, you I mean, you put it in there, and it will increase over time. Not by a lot. Is, and there's no risk? There's literally well, there's, no risk? No, like, no, it can no, never decrease? It can, but, like, that was the thing. Uh-huh. My guy's like, if, if the S&P crashes if like the top 500 companies crash that's because we're out shooting each other for fresh water so money's uh-huh. money's okay. not going to be a concept anymore uh-huh so <clears throat> that's why it's like the safest kind of risk in the stock market mutual okay. funds are like i in this everybody this is take it with a grain of salt this is me Trying to explain in my newly acquired layman's terms to Dave. So that's like in one monkey showing a banana to another monkey. That's all that's going on here. I know, right? <laughs> Look at this thing. It's pretty good. Um, you can eat it. So. And yeah, mutual funds are like oh, ten com- ten tech companies, and it's their f- that's a fund. It's mutual, and you invest in those ten, or you invest in those twenty, or whatever. Okay. But what they were doing with GameStop, somebody noticed this. This guy, Deep Fucking Value, is his name <clears throat> on Reddit and on social media, and he noticed, I guess, back in end of twenty nineteen, that all these hedge funds were trying to short GameStop. Which by that, it means that they would take people that own stock in GameStop. <clears throat> they would take it. These investors would take the stock. They would sell it off because they're counting on it failing. So it's already a sinister okay. move. They're banking on a business to fail. Hmm. Like we think you're going to fail. And We're they picked bet money on you failing. They, and they picked GameStop because obviously... Hmm. People aren't buying physical media, physical video games the way they used to. Yeah, that that people are streaming and it's not. And so this is all, I'm just regurgitating information. It's not like I came up with any of this. But somebody pointed out that like they shorted it much more than they should have. But yeah, thinking that it's a retail store and then also throughout all COVID and everything, everybody's streaming games. Nobody needs to buy a Mm -hmm. physical game anymore. But by shorting, it means they take people that owns a stock, that own GameStop stock, <clears throat> they will take that stock, they will sell it with the hopes that 
it is going to drop in price because it's a failing business. So say they'll sell it, for, uh-huh. they'll sell a stock for twenty dollars, uh-huh. hoping that it'll drop in price and say it'll drop down to ten dollars. They will then buy it back to return it to its owner and keep that extra ten dollars. Okay, and that's what I understand shorting is. Okay, so they took all this stock from that you know people and 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 sold it hoping that it would plummet in price and they could buy it back for cheap and then make money but now they owe those people that stock they have to buy it back for the owners of oh. the stock they owe it to them and this can go on in a chain reaction where now they sell that stock somebody else can short it again now whoever bought that stock for $10 can sell it for $5 and why this is legal I don't understand so now two people have moved one unit of stock. Uh-huh. Now two people are owed that stock. The original owner and the guy who shorted it the first time. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's been oversold, that there's too much. So all these people on Reddit and on social media, this guy, this deep fucking value guy, I guess in 2019, either bought $50,000 worth or 50,000 shares of it. Because he noticed that that would, these hedge funds, that's what they were doing. Uh-huh. And he's like, what if everybody just starts saying, hey, these guys are doing What if we just buy it? What if we buy a shit ton of it? Everybody, just people on Reddit, like, let's do it. Let's all buy it. From these people, from the people that are shorting it, putting it out in the world, we buy it, and then we hold on to it. Now, the people that sold it, hoping it was going to plummet, now it's not people are buying it, so it's going up in price. But they still have to buy it back because they're contractually obligated to the owners of the stock to get it back to them. But instead of selling it at a profit, now it's gone up in price. They sold it for $20, now it's $30. Now they're going to lose $10, but they have to buy it back because they owe it to the Uh original owner. But everybody's That's holding it. All their money. So now the price is going up even further. And they're losing even more money because they have to buy it back for a higher and higher price. So these hedge funds, they all they did, they gambled. And just a bunch of little guys, and people are trying to say it's collusion, they did it in the open. They were on, This uh-huh. was not a secret. They were just like, hey, Monday, we're all doing this. We're all buying the stock. Let's do it. And... The guy who bought either was fifty thousand dollars worth, his shit jumped up to like I think forty four million bucks. Jeez. Oh yeah, there's stories about like kids that bought like sixty dollars worth now have seven grand because of it. Damn. And to see billionaires complain, oh God, eat the longest turd you can find. (laughs) It is. It's little guy. It's. It's billionaires and banks getting fucked, and it's awesome. It is awesome. I think it's beautiful. And honestly, if the government in any way feels the need to bail out these guys again, you know what? Storm the Capitol. Now now I'll say go storm the Capitol. Now I'll say take over the government. (laughs) Oh, man. One thing I've never understood about stocks, well, not one thing, almost everything. Um, 
Well, one little nuance part I didn't understand. <laughs> like, I, I understand what an IPO, initial public offering, that's when a, a company finally goes public and, and now the general public can buy stocks in that company. But when that happens, is there, like, let's just say there's a company and now now they're public. Is there a finite amount of shares or that's or is there just there has to be because it seems like yeah it seems like there would have to be because if not then it seems like every time someone bought a new share then that would decrease yeah. all the other shares I'm looking up so, yeah, a very I don't, rudimentary I Google that search works. here Typically a startup company because here like, we go upcouncil.com says typically a startup company has uh, 10 million authorized shares of common stock. As the company grows, okay. it may increase the total number of shares as it issues shares to investors and employees. The numbers also change often, which makes it hard to get an exact count. Okay. So I just, I think it's uh, a great, it's not necessarily conspiracy related, but it's a story of, mm-hmm. and not necessarily the little guy. I mean, there's still rich people in there kind of <clears throat> going all in, but but the fact that oh, oh no, we lost money. Yeah, you gamble for a living. That's part of it. Fuck you, Wall Street. Now, how did did any it. of this? Uh, did any of this, or did you explain that to me already, and I didn't recognize it? But did any of this uh, affect the business of GameStop? Like, or does this help or hurt them at all? Well, as somebody, well, it, it will help. Yeah, yeah, the value of their company is higher. That I know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. But somebody pointed out how that console gaming is still like disc based because, as much as people are streaming games, not everybody has the greatest internet connection, especially in America. Yeah, where internet is spotty in places, so people are still buying discs to play the games on. People are still. Uh, you know, even the new consoles still have a disc slot to play the games. I don't know if the, I doubt that the used market really makes up a lot of their business, but as far as a trading place to go like, oh, I have this game. Like I, I've been to GameStop now that I'm gaming a little bit. It was nice to be an idiot and go in there and be like, I like this kind of game and having yeah. The young lady there just go like, well, then here's this one, this one, this one. And you can buy them used for this price. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I don't know how that, I'm sure that does not, that's not their overhead and how they make, but people still have to buy the consoles. People still have to buy uh-huh. parts, maybe. I, I, so it's not totally out as far as a business. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what it means. I just think, because then people were using it for like AMC because they were noticing that like what, what these hedge funds were shorting in the same way they were doing for GameStop. Mm-hmm. And so I bought a couple, couple of AMCs last week, which is not doing as much as the old uh, GameStop is. That is fascinating. All that stuff. If you know enough about it and you know how to work it, like I was watching, uh, there's an example uh, that shows Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think season one, one of the billionaire dudes um, and, and like he's so smart that he somehow figured this out. But he he bought a bunch of futures and sesame seeds because he knew that Arcadas uh, feed on sesame seeds. And there's like I don't know, there was 
I, I can't, it's so above my head, I can't even explain it, but he knew that something was going on with Arcadas where once every 17 years, these two big flocks of them descend on this one area and eat all the sesame seeds. So he knew that was coming up next year and that that would wipe out a big percentage of the sesame seed population. So he invested in sesame seed futures. And then when that happened, he made like a a billion dollars. So like the people that can kind of see that and forecast and figure out some of this stuff, like I, I, especially when it starts to show dividends, once you start to make money off of it, I see how people can get so involved in that. Well, and the conspiracy here is also, like now these shares are only worth that much because they're not selling, because they're in demand. If everybody, if the price spiked and everybody sold, then these hedge funds would be able to cover their end and then the value would go down. So the whole point, that's why you see everybody like, hold it, hold on to it. It's going to be so tempting when you saw your $1,000 investment go skyrocketing. But if you sell it, it undermines... The whole movement. What and some of the movement is just fuck hedge funds, and I support that. I am mm-hmm. on board with taking somebody who's like, oh, I'm just a rich gambler, and a bunch of people getting together. Like, yeah, how about fuck you this time around instead of fuck us? How about this time yeah. fuck you? And mm-hmm. so that's why the guy deep fucking value might have forty four million dollars, but only if he sold it. I guess he did clear. I, did, I guess he did cash out some of it, thirteen million dollars mm. worth. Which, oh boy! Even if you just did that, and then the rest of it. And but on the Reddit, if you go to Wall Street bets on Reddit and stuff, so many people are just like, "Listen, I only bought a hundred dollars worth, but it's only because fuck these guys. I'm hanging on to it just as a movement." And they were saying how yeah. this is where I got a little lost. That like CNBC and all these people are reporting. Something about like Mel- Melvin is like the big hedge fund and how they had to get bailed out with money, not taxpayer money, but somebody else had to bail them out because they couldn't pay back anybody. But some about CNBC hmm. was like putting a news story out about like, oh, no, it's going to go down. Like basically trying to convince people to sell their shares. And everybody's like, no, nope, this is a lie. This is a scam. Or how now there's this movement to get people to invest in silver. Like, Hey, silver is going to be the next big thing. You should do that. And they look and somebody just shows, and this is my very rudimentary research, but it's like, oh, this Melvin Capital has massive holdings in silver. That's why they're trying to push this idea that, oh, you should buy silver now. It's going to be the next thing. It's because the money's going to go to them. It's, I just, for once, it seemed like rich people just didn't get their way. Yeah. And it's the, re- like this, I, uh. Like my accountant put in for a PPP loan. He just did that for all his clients. Mm -hmm. I don't think I deserve a loan. I'm fine. But he's like, I'm just going to do it for everybody. And I was like, well, I don't, what am I, I don't want this. But I'm like, wait a minute. This is, why are we, this is the redistribution of wealth. Cool. Now I have employees. Great. You know, I have, you know, Mm -hmm. video people for other things I'm doing. Great. Everybody got a raise. This is the redistribution of wealth. Hmm. Why should I'm like, oh, I don't need let it, let the government give it to the people that need it. Fuck that. No, they're not going to do that. If you can qualify for, and it's a grant, I should clarify, it's a grant. Mm-hmm. If anybody out there can qualify for a grant, I think you should take it. Because then you can redistribute that money in a way that I'm sure is far more morally considerate. Than what a government or like, and you see like how many 
billion dollar companies got grants because of COVID or whatever, get it. And then you, yeah. hey, you get some, get whoever you need to, to write up an invoice and just be like, tell me I look good today. Great. You're in my wardrobe department. <laughs> I had an Instagram. I made an Instagram photo and I need advice on an outfit. You're in wardrobe. I'm paying you. Send me an invoice in case the IRS wants to back it up. So you can, yeah, if you can qualify for those, do it and redistribute the wealth as necessary. Yeah. Why not? And by the way, for anybody ats me, I it's a cicada, it's not Arcadia. I was looking at a map. I was very confused. I Arcadia. I was very confused. <laughs> but I was like, he's I had on a map run. Open and I... <laughs> cicadas, not Arcadas. Little little uh what are you like crickets, right? Cicadas, yeah. They the uh, are those the every seven years? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, those things yeah. would come around midway. We called them uh we called them Katie Dids in the South. Katie Dids, June Bones. I think that's the same thing. But yeah, mm. whatever whatever it was in the South, yeah. it makes so much noise at night. Like if you live out in the, in Man, the woods, yeah. it's insane how loud it gets. Anyway, you're listening to The Boogie Monster with uh, Dave and mm-hmm. Kyle, everybody. That was the intro. That was a 50-minute long intro. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's get to the real issues, well, you Dave. Gave us, you gave us an education today. I, I, I was just, I was kind of fascinated with it because it seemed like justice for the little guy for once, mm-hmm. especially like class warfare style economic justice for the little guy. And look how panicked everybody got. Well, we need regulations. We got to do this. Why? You've gone unregulated. You got fucking bailed out. Mm-hmm. With, honestly, that's why when I was like, I qualified for that grant, I was like, oh, I don't need it. And then all this stuff was, I'm like, wait, yeah, wasn't it tax dollars that bailed these fucking jerks out in 2008? Yeah. Nah, you give it to me. I will, I will oversee who gets this money. <laughs> oh, man. So. If, uh, did you hear Dustin Diamond died today? Really? Scre- screech. Screech died. I had heard something that he was uh, had a cancer. Apparently, he got cancer diagnosed like three weeks ago. That's, he th- that's the article like, I read. He had lung cancer, quick. and he thought it was because he was staying in shitty motels working the road. Jeez. Granted, I don't know what you want to believe out of Dustin Diamond. In no disrespect to him, but boy, uh, tons of <laughs> comedians... Posting pics with him today. That's uh, really? scraping the bottom of the barrel of the pick with the headliner genre. I, I you know, so. no personal experience with the guy, so I won't. I won't speak ill of the dead. Nah, so no. I won't speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's a bummer, man. He was the first. Three weeks. He was the first example I think that I remember of uh, a non-comic. <laughs> Getting headlining mm-hmm. bookings that I remember being. Yeah, like, like wait, that guy's doing comedy? Yeah, now there's too many to count. But yeah, he he was one of the first I remember too. Like, wait, what? Like when you started working the road, you'd be like, wait, wait, does that screech? Yeah. All right. And yeah, not gonna. I I don't know. I never saw a stand up, but <clears throat> he was in that class of like 
Oh, thanks for making it tougher for regular comics to get booked. Oh, there is the, wrestlers and sitcom stars. I mean, the wrestlers, I bet, have fun stories. They already have to be showmen. Show people. Yeah, yeah. And it, then, this is, I, I do, I can't fault comedy clubs where, like, we make money off of selling drinks, and if wrestlers are like, my body's destroyed, I need to go, I still need to make a living, and people are fascinated with wrestling, I can tell stories. Okay, where am I going to go? Yeah. A theater? Well, they're probably not going to go to a theater, but a comedy club is already has the infrastructure of drinks, food, servers. So I, I look at it less as the comedy club stage being mishandled and more of a reinterpretation of what their business can do. Yeah, I guess so. And I want them to stay in business. So if you got to book mm-hmm. one of these people every once in a while so that a really great headliner with not a huge following can come through, I mean, it's Comedy Attic. I mean, Comedy Attic in Bloomington is one of the best clubs, and it's one of the – I mean, Jared's uh, a pal of mine, and I think he gave me one of my earliest headlining gigs because mm-hmm. it used to be a funny bone there. No, it's uh, but oh really? But yeah, I think he got it right at the tail end of it being a funny bone, and he created the comedy act. But one of the comics was uh, he's like, "Here, you want to see him get real mad? Watch this." Hey, Jared, remember that time you booked Screech? And he just loses. He's like, "Listen, we needed to stay open. I needed to pay the bills. All right, I needed to." So he just freaks out. <laughs> just just to egg him on. He's a good dude, though. Looking forward to playing those clubs again, if they're still there. When do you think that's going to happen? I heard someone, I don't know if they were tongue-in-cheek, but uh, someone said uh, it'll be five years before things go back to 100% normal. It's already been a year. They're doing that shit in Florida now. Yeah. No, it'll, I mean, I don't know. Vaccines seem like they're coming around. I don't want to get too hyped. I know last time I was talking about the van living as many negative comments about the Dodge ProMaster enough to uh, uh, sway me away from the, uh, that purchase. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people saying they're, <laughs> they're no good. That's the, uh, that's their version of the Sprinter van? That's the, the tall one you can stand up in? Yeah, that was the build, Not the their build old. I was looking at. Okay. So yeah, I don't know anything about those. I did look at some old Dodges, you know the uh, the model that's the equivalent of like the Econoline. Yeah, but, uh, back back when I was looking at vans, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I remember seeing those Dodges, and they, I'm sure they're a lot cheaper than the uh, Sprinter vans. So maybe that's why. <laughs> I'm I, not by much. Into them. It was a lot of really? but well, this is where like okay, a lot of people saying they're fleet vehicles, and they see nothing but problems. But fleet vehicles usually get the shit beaten out of them. And also, like, people are, a lot of people yeah. saying because they're the USPS vans, they see a lot of problems, but also post office is just starting and stopping all day long, so maybe that contributes mm-hmm. to transmission problems. I just, if I was just getting a van for the sake of getting a van, fine, but I'm already looking at a build that's inside of it that's doubling the cost of it. I, you know, you don't want to, mm-hmm. you don't want to build a house on quicksand, so. Yeah. Anyway, well, how, how did I get to that? I'm drinking whiskey. Oh, drinking dude, whiskey. something did happen this week. What happened this uh, I week, I forgot Dave. to mention this. Uh, I didn't witness it, but boy, I wish I did. Apparently, my next-door neighbor 
almost got burglarized at three in the morning. And oh boy, I wish I had a cop. What the was we'll get? Um, what's, what's the breakdown here? My neighbor. Uh, there's four four units in this building, and uh, another neighbor, not the not the almost victim, but he caught a dude at three in the morning uh, pulling off the uh, window screen to another neighbor's Uh-oh. apartment. The one that sits. Uh, we're we got two downstairs, two upstairs. So I'm we're downstairs, yeah. and then so the other downstairs neighbor is the one who almost got victimized, burglarized. But uh, upstairs neighbor, like three thirty four in the morning, I guess he's he get, he leaves for work real early. But uh, yeah, he's he's leaving for work, and he caught a dude. He said the guy was holding; had already pulled out the the screen, and then he and I still don't understand why the guy didn't call the cops. But uh, he said that uh, the dude's like he he told him like what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here! And he said the guy argued with him. He's like, no, I got to get my ID. So I'm hoping the guy was just drunk and thought he was at his apartment, but he kept saying <laughs> something about his ID, and. Uh, I didn't ask him why he didn't call the cops, but man. Bold yeah. move. I mean, do you know if that neighbor was home or not at the time? No, I don't know. I'm assuming they were. Because that's like, know, a, like like three in the morning. Man, a home invasion always seems like the riskiest. Yeah. Of of all the burgles you could do. Mm-hmm. Of all the burgling types. Oh, you know when everybody's probably at home asleep? I should go in then. Yeah. Maybe he just needed a screen. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he was trying to Billy Mays a boat together. <laughs> He's trying to prove his point. He just need one more panel of screen to fill the bottom of his boat. Oh, man. So are you, are you, um, on, are you, on, are you on high alert now at night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. High alert. That's, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Hey, yeah. high alert. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, I, I remember somebody. Oh, he high. I don't know ago, if he's alert, but he high. Somebody tweeted at me like, "Why? Why is it? Why do you take it upon yourself to be the neighborhood watch? What's it to you?" I don't know, man. Oh, I don't know because I don't want my home or fiance to be victimized by shitheads. Like, <laughs> yeah. What a so what, what a that dildo. I was a, a little. That's a dumb yeah, thing. <laughs> implying that I was too, uh, I was overzealous in that uh, category. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I don't sit out there every night polishing my shotgun on the on the stoop. But yeah, I I pay attention to what the fuck's going on on my block so that uh, my family or my pets or my property don't get victimized. So, why do you yeah, lock your door? <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, I remember specifically, like, why is why did you take it upon yourself to be neighborhood watch? Well, I don't have uniforms or anything. Um, we don't have meetings. Yeah, I just have you paid attention the last year? It's not place. like the cops are doing a great job. Exactly. And you've uh, been a, a cop, so you could even more so say, yeah, man, I got this one. Yeah. Well, I, why wouldn't any, like, why, who who turns a blind eye to that kind of shit? Like, when you see crimes going down, on your block, like who's gonna just be like, "Oh well, leave it alone." Um, couple. I was gonna elaborate more on this, but really, it's kind of boring. Uh, I don't know if you saw. There's apparently a break in the uh, Dyatlov Pass case that uh, I, 1959. Those those Russian hikers that uh, disappeared, or not disappeared, but uh, they all died. died under Remember, we talked about that a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I got really excited about this story. Like, there's some uh, long story short, uh, they think it was an avalanche. And 
they they um, they considered that initially, but then I guess they ruled it out that uh, apparently it wasn't on a steep enough slope for an avalanche. But now some uh, some dude, some smart dude from Sweden, uh, using some of the uh, technology of that movie Frozen. He met with uh, some of the creators of that movie Frozen and how something to do with how uh, they were able to recreate snow that looked so uh, realistic. Um, somehow he figured out that it was an avalanche. Um, yeah. Even though the injuries, some of the injuries involved to some of those folks uh, were a lot more gruesome than what initially they thought an avalanche could create. But uh, well, apparently, not, I read so. that the avalanche could have caused them, like the sound of it, could have caused them to want to get out of the tent. And also, they were talking about where their gear was maybe stored in the tent, uh-huh. and that could have led to some like the uh, what are they, like blunt force try whatever they kind of like the injuries of like a cracked fractured skull or something could have been like yeah, oh if their because- cot was underneath where they were storing their gear and the gear fell on them. That could have well, they, explained it. They think they were sleeping on their skis, which would have then caused, you know, give give the av- avalanche something to press up against between the bot. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they, okay. they did use some research in terms of uh, some of the GM, I guess, back in the 70s used to use uh, cadavers in their crash tests um, instead of just dummies. And, uh, but yeah, something about how if they were sleeping on their skis, which they thought they might've been just to give it another layer between them and the, and the, and the snow that, uh, those skis could have acted as like a, a bracing point. And then the body got caught between the skis and the avalanche and crushed the skulls and the ribs and stuff. But yeah, initially that story was, uh, Super compelling because I thought maybe uh, Yeti was involved, but uh, now they think it's just a dumb old avalanche. Yeah, I mean, my angle was I thought they just stumbled onto some military <clears throat> happenings and got dispatched mm-hmm. as uh, as the Russians are so <laughs> easy to do. Well, yeah. you're difficult. You'll go away. That's the, the, <laughs> the Nelvaney, the guy who was... Poisoned and live and came back and they immediately arrested him. So he just made the video saying like, listen, I'm not suicidal at all. Like openly making a video like, listen, here you go. Mm-hmm. I am not suicidal. So if anything happens, you know, it's nefarious. Problem is Russia doesn't even try to hide shit. Yeah. Russia will be just like, oh, he yeah. changed his mind. <laughs> he changed his mind. Yeah, I don't know enough about it, but boy, they're uh they seem pretty uh unconcerned with uh transparency over there. Not Russia don't give a fuck. Was that also uh, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh Oklahoma, a lawmaker in Oklahoma is uh proposing a Bigfoot hunting season in Oklahoma where uh hunters would have to buy a permit and then uh, there's a twenty and then there would also be a twenty five thousand dollar reward. Uh, if they bagged a uh, Bigfoot, I think uh, alive though. If they just captured it, I don't think they're well. That's not hunting them. Promoting, yeah, true. I guess it would be more I, trapping. Well, I, 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 a novel idea to like gain money for the permit, but also I think it was like you know what this is. Peep, the, uh, wait till this turns into oh, I shot a guy because I thought he was mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. When's that? If that's a legal, if that's the legal case, you know, I, I don't use upright. 
Why would you shoot yeah. him? He's clearly not. Uh, well, because I have a Bigfoot hunting permit, and so that's going to be your legal out of why you maybe murdered somebody because you thought they yeah. were Bigfoot. Well, then there's that. There's a really old debate amongst Bigfoot enthusiasts on uh, you know to kill or not to kill, and uh, most people, myself included, fall on the uh, do not kill. But uh, I read an article. Uh, there's this one dude. What's his name? Uh, Jim Lansdale, co-founder of the Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Organization, um, GCBRO to the layman. I was trying to put that together um, quick, but you had it. <laughs> I'm glad you had that in the holster ready to go. He's all about killing the thing because, you know, ultimate ev- – and I get the idea of, like, there's no greater proof than a corpse here, but, yeah, I don't, I don't – I'm not into killing Bigfoot. But, yeah, he's uh, – He's a, well, then there's what the if, debate, too. What if like, you ate him after you, kill you it. killed him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What if you had, what a, Bigfoot what if you had a Bigfoot jacket? Well, and the people who, who were opposed to killing him, a part of their argument is like, well, we don't really know what this thing is. What if, you know, come to find out it has human DNA, then you commit a homicide? Beyond all that, even if, if it's... That just seems like a, a side note. I just... I think it's ridiculous to uh, to try to kill this this thing. What percentage of human DNA can, uh, 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 equates to homicide? Yeah, that's an yeah, that's an much? interesting question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that's the legal can of worms Oklahoma's going to open up if it's like, oh, hey, novelty Bigfoot hunting permit. Well, I got it. I saw a thing upright on two legs, and I shot it, and it turned out to be a guy. I didn't know. You said mm-hmm. I could hunt something similar to it. Harry, a hairy homeless guy, not wearing any safety orange, living in the woods. Yeah. Here, put, yeah, here, put on this monkey. Put, put on his monkey outfit. Go run out there. Oh, whoops! I shot this guy. I think it's more of a uh, tourist attraction. They're just trying to drum up. But I'm given the way the legal system tourism. is. Wait for somebody to like figure that mm-hmm. to be their loophole. Yeah. I mean, the way this country's going, I why not? Mm-hmm. Still, I think we still need to talk more about your Costa Rica plans or something. Oh, dude, that's uh, I haven't forgot about that. Let's go to Mexico. Call the that. call the show the Chupacabra Cowboys or something. We'll broadcast <laughs> broadcast from <laughs> the the beach of Escondido or something. <laughs> Got a recipe this week. All right. Um, I made this the other day. I've made it several times. It's in my cookbook, but I haven't made it in a while. I made it the other day, and I forgot how damn good my white chicken chili is. There's some, there's some chicken oh, chili boy. popping up on the Reddit, so. Oh, man. My white chicken chili. Uh, real quick, two pounds of boneless, skinless chicken thighs. Uh, that's the easy route. You could do regular bone-in thighs. You'll just have to uh, debone them. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to go the easy way, two pounds boneless, skinless chicken thighs. Uh, I use a pound of ground chicken. So I got two different types of chicken. I got chicken thighs and ground chicken. Uh, two poblano peppers, two tom- uh, four tomatillos, uh, two sweet yellow onions, two bulbs of garlic, a large carrot. Uh, you could do uh, dried beans. Uh, this is a short cur- shortcut recipe where I use uh, two 15-ounce cans, uh, cans of just white beans or navy beans. Um, cup of heavy cream, 12 ounces of Mexican beer, two tablespoons of red wine vinegar, two tablespoons of chili powder, Tablespoon of onion powder, tablespoon of smoked paprika, tablespoon of black pepper, tablespoon of salt, one bunch of fresh cilantro, and 16 ounces of chicken broth. 
Uh, I'll try to go through this real quick. As with all my soups and stews, I start by uh, taking the peppers, onions, and garlic, roasting them in the oven for about an hour at 400, uh, then puree that shit. Uh, set that aside, that uh, dice up or, or sear your chicken thighs, uh, about 30 seconds on each side, uh, set those aside. We're just searing them. We're not cooking them. So sear those, set them aside in the same with the drippings, uh, go ahead and saute, take one of the onions, dice that up, saute it. Then you add that, uh, puree, then you add the beer, then you add the chicken stock, then you add the spices, then you add the chicken, uh, the diced up chicken thighs back in, let that shit simmer for a few hours. Oh boy. You've got white bean chicken chili, and it is fantastic. Um, that can be found in Volume 2 of my Kitchen Survival Guide, uh, available now at dumbdavestone.com. See how I always uh, weave in a, a little promo there. But, uh, oh, boy, it was good. And you know what I did uh, the next day? I took the, uh, or a couple days later, I took the leftover chicken chili. I made some egg noodles. Okay. Uh, egg noodles, uh, overrated or underrated noodle. People don't talk about it, like the the same kind of noodle you use on a stroganoff or something. I was gonna I was um, gonna start a guitar YouTube channel called uh, sh- Shredded Noodles. Shredded noodles. Because you either on a guitar you either shred or you noodle. So I was thinking. Yeah. Shred, yeah, I like that. Shredded noodles, man. <laughs> I basically just uh, boiled up some egg noodles and then uh, took some of the uh, extra chicken chili and made like a little. Uh, a chicken chili pasta thing and a uh, little, little chili, green onion chili on top. Mac. Little, uh, little, yeah, yeah, basic chicken chili mac. But a uh, little green onion on top, a little uh, shredded uh, uh, pecorino romano. Oh boy, I would, that was. Uh, I would do that where I dump good. a can of chili into a uh, craft macaroni and cheese. Mm. So pretty much same. Yeah. pretty much same thing. I like pretty much the same thing mac. that you did, where you simmered yeah. ingredients. I <laughs> made mac and cheese. I put canned chili in it. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, is a big hit. Also made uh, homemade marinara this week. Oh boy, real good. Red wine, uh, red wine in the uh, marinara sauce adds so much deep flavor. Can I, now, when you're rewatching The Sopranos, is it like you're checking uh-huh. out? Like it's like you're just putting on a nice, warm, familiar coat, or are you discovering new? Or it's like you know what? This season, I really want to pay attention to this character's arc. Like what's what's your rewatch? It's, it's both. Part of it is it's just familiar and comfortable. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just that, and just going back into that world. I know it sounds stupid, but like, you yeah, feel man. like you're in that world. You feel like you're part of the game. Hey, there's nothing stupid but on I, the I, Boogie Monster, Dave. You talk what you want to talk about. <laughs> but no, uh, but also because, even though I've seen it nine times now, uh, that show Christ. is so complex. How many years was there's it on so <laughs> It was on for what seven, eight, seven or eight years. So yeah, eight, um, eight yeah, I years. Watched it, I you watched, watched nine times of an eight-year-long show. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, man. It's so good, dude. It's so good. But yeah, my point is, uh, there's so many characters, so many storylines that um, even seeing it as many times as I've seen it, I always discover something new. Like, oh, okay, because it really is one of those shows where there's just so much going on. But it's it's not like so much to where it's overwhelming to watch, but it's like once you go back and watch it a second or third time, you're inevitably going, or, or a ninth time, yeah, you're inevitably going to catch like, things. Yeah, I feel like if you're finding new stuff the ninth time around, maybe you're not watching it hard enough. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. But oh, man. Hey, man, whatever, hey, whatever and, brings you happiness, buddy. And I can't watch it without just getting so 
so horny for Italian food. Uh, just the food in that is. is there's uh, someone did a YouTube uh, video where they compiled uh, uh, out of every episode. They compiled every food scene. And I think I think if you YouTube, I think it's just called Sopranos Food or something like that. But it's like an hour like long. Like Mr. Skin, so but took, just for food scenes. Yeah, yeah. And it's every scene where they're eating or talking about <laughs> food. Rachel came up with something the other day. She's like, it's like it was like, yeah, like Mr. Skin, just for like some sort of thing. That's that's a Rachel bit. I won't claim that bit myself. <laughs> but yeah, oh boy, good times. Now I'm I, I have not eaten much today. And now I'm hungry. Yeah. Now I want now I'm like, but I, I can't like take out Italian food. Doesn't just doesn't ring my bell. Yeah, it's got to be a really good spot. You know, you want like you, you want to be there. You want to get the big plate. You want the you want the mm-hmm. carafe of red wine with mm-hmm. the bread with the olive oil oh. on the table. Oh man! Oh boy! Even after eating a pan on you. All right, maybe I, maybe I got to think about what I'm going to get. There's a place here that with does that, spaghetti uh, meatballs on a pizza, Dave. Well, there you go. I like that. Dude, we had some uh, uh, Asiago uh, focaccia bread with that marinara. Oh, boy. Oh, focaccia. I don't like focaccia bread like on a sandwich because it's just too much to deal with. But, man, I uh, just store-bought, just got it from Gelson's, you know, the day they baked it. And uh, took it home, uh, put a little olive oil, brush a little olive oil on top, sprinkle a little oregano. Bake it for about ten minutes. Oh boy! You know what? You wonder what I miss? Dip it in that. I, I miss about eating meat mm-hmm. muffaleta sandwiches. Was that on focaccia? Oh, Is that on yeah. focaccia though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and and I do like it in that. But like when you go to like some stupid little cafe and they've got some caprese sandwich on focaccia, like the the, uh, the bread always just overpowers everything. I'm gonna disagree but, uh, with I you. Do there. Like I like the, that. I like, I'm, I'm a bread guy. I like my carbs. Yeah, focaccia. Yeah. No, no, I mean I don't dislike it, but I, I prefer it. Outside the context of a sandwich. Right, fair enough. Just rip it off, dip it in some marinara. Oh, boy. Shit, man. I'm hungry, too. I missed a a text. Katie texted me right before we started. Said, I'm I'm out. You want me to bring you in and out? And I missed the text. And she didn't bring it. I'm not shitting on her for that. That's a a man. In and out. (sighs) I got, I'll say this. I got, uh, man, I'll throw him under the bus. I've been trying to eat. All the different pizza places here in or like in our area in Oregon, and I finally got. I feel like I've used this metaphor a lot, but it's like at the end of Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he's trying to get all the pets out of the burning pet mm-hmm. store, <laughs> and like that he just keeps going by the snakes, and then finds like fuck. All right, I gotta get the snakes. Yeah, I finally got to the pizza place that is mostly like a Chuck E. Cheese but a pirate themed <laughs> and I still got I got takeout pizza from an um, amusement pizza place Ooh. which is very haunting it? I went to go pick it up it's called Pietro's Pizza Pietro's Pirate Pizza and I went and I went in and nobody I was like in there just by myself around empty pirate ships Filled with like prizes of like it was like the pirate ship was the prize center of like super balls and licorice <laughs> ropes and what have you. And I'm just alone and I'm like, hello, I'm trying to call out. Nobody's there. I mean, pizza place. I assume you're getting back getting high. I would not be disappointed if that's what you're doing. You work at a pizza place. But finally they came and I got a veggie pizza 
which can still, but it's not the same as, you know, your meat pizzas, I understand. But they made a vet, like, green peppers, onions, olives, what have you, on the pizza, sliced the pizza, then took two entire tomatoes, sliced them, and no. completely covered the thing with tomato no. slices, overlapping tomato slices, like a Mardi Gras float. I don't need tomato slices on the pizza. I, d- I don't mind tomato, but this was two whole tomatoes that were not cut with the pizza. The pizza mm-hmm. was made, cut, and then they're like, we need to offload these tomatoes quick. Uh-huh. I have them in a Tupperware. I took them off. I've been putting them, <laughs> I've been putting them on sandwiches because I'm like, I haven't been to the store. I think I got these tomato slices to use for an, an, any number of things. Oh. Repurposing uh, toppings, I like. And them. I got and I got an individual. They had taco pizza, which just one single mom on Yelp was like, "And their taco pizza is great." I'm like, "You have to be wrong." I'm gonna get one, and I did. And it was it was not. You ever have a taco pizza, Dave? I don't think so. Do you have a pizza? Tell me, there's not lettuce on it. Do you have a? Well, yeah, it's not a reheatable item. It was it, it was yeah. more of like a, it came out like a tostada, really. Okay. Crisp, crispy crust. This place had like a bean, like a refried bean thing instead of a sauce. Refried beans, cheddar cheese, diced tomatoes, lettuce. So it's basically like a tostada you get from Taco Bell, which I don't mind. I like it. Open face taco. But uh, I'm not adventurous when it comes to pizza in that way. I'm, I'm, I am this guy. Like if we're ordering pizza, I'll whatever any traditional topping is fine. Whatever. There's nothing I won't eat. In terms of traditional toppings, but I don't need taco pizzas and Greek pizzas and all this bullshit. You never want to just, just party? Nah, man. Because pizza is its own thing. I don't need some weird Frankenstein bullshit when it comes to pizza. Plus, there's plenty of options in the traditional. Uh, it's a it's a canvas, and you just keep wanting a sunset painted on it, Dave. Yeah, you got to start so. thinking more I'm abstractly bored. about the whole idea of what a pizza can be. I don't need refried beans on a fucking pizza. Come on. Stop thinking of it as a pizza. Start thinking of it as a large open-faced taco. You just need, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm like trying to get you to look at the world in a different <laughs> way, Dave. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to... You know that that it helps with everything. it helps with comedy it helps with everything to, to, mm-hmm. like I I'm always That's supposed true. to look at it this way let me come at it from a different mm-hmm. angle I'm gonna send you a taco yeah. pizza one of these days Dave okay that way you're not on the hook for I talk <laughs> and just may, I'll get the receipt sent to me and that'll be part of my PPP loan be part of my <laughs> be part of my business I'll Grant I gotta send you a different pizza. I'm going to send you some real weird shit to eat, Dave, and it's going to be a business expense. I'm the food and beverage chairman of your... That's exactly what it is. Dave's a, Dave is the food and beverage chairman of Boogie Monster. <laughs> FBC of the BM. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Anything to plug? Surely you got something to plug. No, man. Schecter guitars are real nice. Winslow Domain's got a new uh, tarot card deck, which is... Uh, Super cool hand-drawn stuff. The fact that him and my buddy Chris from high school, who was basically in a Christian cult when we were growing up, and Winslow Dumaine, who really flirts with like 
the death metal, creepy goth type shit. And those guys are now pals independently in Chicago because of stand up. I think is that's awesome. Is, that's cool. But as far as me, Winslow Dumain. That sounds like a great character from some classic uh, literature. Trust me, Winslow Dumain definitely developed into an adult named Winslow Dumain. That's awesome. As far as... Yeah, you got to do something with that cool If you name a kid Winslow Dumain, and now he's got different small animal skulls on his wall as decoration, you did that. You named your kid... My name was supposed (laughs) to be Bruno. I'm still pissed about that. No. What? My grandfather's name... Bruno? Yeah, my my mom's dad's name was Bruno. And he died three days after I was born. And the word was Damn. that like he stayed alive long enough to make sure my mom was okay through pregnancy. So my name was supposed to be Bruno. I'm like, Bruno's awesome. What a great that handle. And my cool. mom was like, I just couldn't imagine calling a baby Bruno. I'm like, I would have grown That's up. <laughs> now my name's fucking <laughs> Kyle. Like a dickhead. Uh, yeah, but you got that cool you got that cool alliteration though. Kyle Kings. Yeah, I that's, sound. That's a, I sound. My, I have the name of like a, like I have the name that goes into the mugshot of a former child star. No, you sound like a pro BMX rider. Kyle Kinane sounds like he. Well, then I didn't even. I didn't live up to that times. either. But if my name was Bruno, yeah. I sound like a Bruno. I'd be a good Bruno. Yeah, you would have been a great Bruno. Hey, that's all right. Kyle Kinane is what it is, man. Dave Stone. That's oh, a solid. Man. Dave Stone can take over any job he wants. Like, like, but honestly, like Dave Stone vigilante, sure. But Dave Stone real estate, trustworthy. It's there. It's right there. Stone is solid. Dave mm-hmm. solid. Single syllables. It works. Yeah, my real name's David. When I started doing radio, mm-hmm. I changed it to Dave because I didn't like phonetically how David Stone sounded. Dangerous David didn't sound dangerous enough. Yeah, I just uh, that extra <laughs> syllable got in, got on my got on my nerves. This is so dangerous, David. Dave. He, if you want to see how dangerous he is, call him Dave. He gets real pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if anybody calls me David, it's either a family member or somebody who knew me, you know, from high school. Yeah. Or yeah, it's the get in trouble name. Hmm. All right, buddy. Uh, Stonebergs every Wednesday. Check that out. Um, I like I'm on cameo. Yeah, you're on cameo that somebody on Reddit was <laughs> like, how cameo. can we help out Dave with like merch and everything? I'm like, get cameos, get David Stone yeah. cameos. <laughs> and uh, also those cookbooks. Those are still still moving. Those cookbooks still moving uh, several of those every week. So thanks for everybody who bought those and uh, probably have a, a volume four pretty soon working on that now. So, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Good catching up, buddy. This is, I, you know what? I like all our episodes for the most part. This was a real fun one, David. For the most part. <laughs> Take care of uh, Big Dirty over there. Little Dirty. I'm Big Dirty. Little Dirty. I'm Big D. You're Big Dirty. That's Little D. <laughs> How's that beard coming? It's st- still all natural on the beard? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's real stupid. What about the hair? Have you cut the hair at all? I haven't touched shit since July. Really? Just letting it go. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a... Howard Hughes without the money, <laughs> but about to start pissing in jars. Man, I'm rocking a pretty uh, pretty sweet mohawk right now. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. We got to get, ben, I, we've mentioned the video. We're still waiting for the promo clip to get edited down. Once again, one yeah. of my employees out there, I need to finally got payment uh-huh. for them. Yeah. But maybe I might just start <laughs> sending you weird food to eat 
from Long Beach, and that'll be part of the episode. Okay. Sure. Whatever, man. <laughs> I'm I'm here to help. <laughs> you are. <laughs> All right. Well, stay safe. Look out for them predators breaking into the houses. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please break into this house. <laughs> nah, I gotta calm down with that. You're gonna shoot a delivery driver. I'm gonna send you food without telling you. You're gonna shoot the fucking guy. <laughs> Try- <laughs> Try to bring- oh boy! Trying to bring you some sort of gerbil ear soup or something <laughs> from a Korean restaurant. Gerbil? No, it's South America. <laughs> South America, they eat the gerbils, guinea pigs. Mm. Yum. All right. All right, buddy. Go. Uh, go do your family Zoom. Hell, oh, yeah, I got to do that. All right, man. The Boogie Monster. Network.